show from a heavy metal perspective. From Danzig to death, to Dark Throne to Dr. Shrinker. Buckle up, things are about to get heavy. This is the Metal Podcast. Let's rock and roll. And welcome to the Metal Podcast, where this episode, we're going to get a little lost in the 50s tonight. We've got a very special guest, but I am joined with, as always, my uh, co-pilot, partner in crime. He always introduces me better than I introduce him. AC, how are you doing today? Well, uh, I'm doing great. Thank you. Well, that was such a nice thing to say. My goodness. <laughs> I tried to do better, but, but you know, but... um we are joined today with the legendary John Heinrich. He is currently with the Millsap band. That is Ronnie Millsap, like on the shirt. And, you know, thank you for gracing us. He's a, uh, John, you are a multi-instrumentalist is uh, an understatement you've been referred to, or uh, I've heard Ronnie Millsap on his podcast talk about you. Um, and he's had nothing but amazing things to say. And he even agrees that you are you can play every instrument under the sun so john uh thank you for being with us and um like to know what what you've been up to lately how's your year been i think you probably had a pretty big year i'd imagine but how yeah. are you man i'm doing fine and thanks for having me on your show absolutely Definitely. uh as far as what i'm doing right now uh i do a lot of internet tracks where like if you got a song and you want any instrument that i play I, you would send me an mp3 and then i would send you back uh whatever instrument you want to uh, download i've been doing a lot of that uh ronnie pretty much is is wound up the year with uh the final nashville show and that was unreal that i've mm. never that's probably the pinnacle of my career yeah, tell you that. that was going to be one of my questions uh like like maybe one of the first times you got nervous in music or the one of the, the last times and i imagine that show must have been uh, I can't even describe it, man. <laughs> right. I, I, you know, I, there's no way to prepare for something like that. Uh, the only, I, I guess I, I wasn't real nervous cause I, I, I knew all the songs. <laughs> so <laughs> I was so. okay with that. Uh, I got to work with another band, uh, called six wire and they, they backed the other 22 people. And I, the, uh, band leader for the Millsap, called up the band leader for six wire and said hey uh john heinrich's available if you need steel guitar or saxophone and whatever else dobro and they they came back and they said uh we got you you're on and i said thank you <laughs> so i got to play with all those other people and i it was unreal i i, I there's no way to I don't know. Maybe it was a dream that I had, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw the pictures and so you were definitely there. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, I'm, I'm getting ready to uh, post a lot of that on Facebook. I just haven't had the time because I had so many people send me pictures from that time. Oh, and man. it was just, uh, I don't know, you know, it's, that was a high. And, and for that concert, were you playing, uh, I saw pictures of the saxophone um what else were you playing on that last concert like what does uh ronnie tech usually have you play usually I, a lot of his songs have uh steel guitar mm. and there's some songs like prisoner of the highway that didn't that <laughs> don't have that song <laughs> yeah that's a great song a lot of uh, keyboards on that one yeah and there's no steel on it on the on the record but i mean 
I pushed my way in as far as I could. <laughs> and I got a little bit of little little bit in there, but I you know, when you're in that kind of a situation, you just do support, really, you know, rather than step out with anything. Right. So so AC, what what could you tell us about uh Ronnie Millsap? Do you have you are you a fan? Do you know about him? I didn't know who he was when you first brought him up to me. I I, I thought I was thinking Jeff Healy, who was the the blind guitar player who was in the movie Roadhouse. That's who I thought you were talking about. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. You're like, no, no, that's not at all who I'm talking about. That guy's not even alive anymore. I'm like, oh, okay, well, shoot. No, I I, I didn't know anything uh, about him, and it's one of those things where he's he's not like a guy who's playing at like the Outback Steakhouse where he's uh, as a, a small niche audience. So it's like, he's a big deal. Right. And, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think was it 40 been, million records or something. It was like some astronomical amount. How oh, many yeah. records did he sell? Like in his, his lifetime, do you know that number? It, it was, uh, it's a I'm lot. Not, I'm it's not sure, lot. but he was like the 1985 uh, country music uh, musician of the year. So he yeah. was awarded that year. Uh, he's in the Country Music Hall of Fame. I think, John, you've been with him for, what, about 10 years now? Going on That's 10 years. Yeah. Going on 10 years. Are you on um, any of his albums, too? Or are you a live player? I was on, I got on the uh, Duets album because he wasn't really cutting, to, you know, a lot of stuff, be- you know, before, I guess, what was that Duets? I think that was before COVID. And I got on, uh, 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 there ain't no getting over me with Casey Musgrave. Okay. I got on that. Uh, and there's also some things that I played that they used behind a uh, stranger in my house. And <laughs> also, uh, uh, Smoky mountain rain. Mm. Well, mm. country oh, music, song. country music is probably the, the genre we have covered the least on this show. And it almost feels like it's kind of like a parallel society to the music industry in general. Cause it's like, you know, there's, there's music that people like, and then there's country where like country is, it's like people that like country pretty much only like country. And it's huge. It's not like people that like dubstep that only like dubstep. No, like people that like dubstep, like this and that, and whatever. I mean, I don't care about anyone that likes dubstep, but people that like country, it's, it's like, it's like a, it's a huge thing. Like there's no dubstep hall of fame. Like I, I'm sure now there's like a hip hop hall of fame. They're starting to do that, but like the country music Rock has been roll. big since you know, forever. Like everyone forgets that you know, Johnny Cash is a, is a country musician, right? Oh yeah, he started a lot of that. <laughs> uh, who was who, who I saw the light? It was I know he has the the junior. I, gosh dang it! Oh, Hank Williams. Hank, back Williams. Far. Hank Williams. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably like, in the fifties, yeah. maybe even in the forties. Yeah. So it, it's it, and country really became like a, a big thing in the nineties. And it probably really started with Garth Brooks. And I, and I have talked about this where you look at modern country. Now, a lot of it, it's indistinguishable from just top 40. Like it does not have right. the soul that it used to. And who was the girl that did, um, I think it, the album was called breathe. It wasn't Shania Twain, uh, faith Hill. Faith Hill. Yeah. <laughs> that, and that's where I, I think that was the, the actual decline of country. Cause I, I was with a, a friend like, uh, 
we were driving somewhere and he put that on and, and he was a guy that only likes country. And I was like, I, I thought you only liked country. He's like, no, this is faith. Bill. Like, is this country? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this isn't like R and B. This isn't like, uh, salt and pepper. <laughs> what is oh, right? Right. Yeah. People trying to establish other, other kind of genres, but they're in, a, in another genre kind of like thing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a strange, that's, that's a hard pill to take sometimes. <laughs> yeah, Cause I grew up listening to that stuff. Cause that's what my parents like. Right. It was just popular at the time and I hated it. And then right. as I, as I got older, I discovered like, that's not country. I, I once heard Rob zombie say that's not country. That's just pop for rednecks. Right. And, and, <laughs> and when I discovered actual country, I'm like, Oh, this is like, this is actually good. Like I, uh, <laughs> I love real country. I mm-hmm. love that. Like America, that like American almost, I don't want to call it rock, but it, it's kind of like this, this mix between blues and rock with, right. with just that Southern flair. Right. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. Like George Strait is the King. He is great. Yeah. <laughs> I love his, his stuff too. Gosh. But and when it, I, it, of course, it, when I joined the band with, with Millsap, I mean, they, they were talking like 40 number one hits. And I thought, yeah, right. That just sounds like promotion to me. And then when we went through the rehearsals on, on that stuff, I'm going, yeah, <laughs> I remember that. It's unreal. But, but I mean, George Strait there. Yeah. That's, uh, he's still going. Oh yeah. I, I, is, I think he's the only artist or maybe the only country artist, but he was like the only artist to have a number one hit in every decade that he played <laughs> right I, yeah and i don't know if that's yeah. the only country artist or if he's the only like the artist but it's still like that's a, a pretty big title the whole i think he might be i'd have to look that up but i'm yeah, not I think he's the only one yeah and, and that is a feat and and a lot of that that country stuff in the 90s is cheesy like the ultimate in like cringe is achy breaky heart oh man i remember that i I remember when he came down to the stock i used to play the stockyard here it's in in nashville and and, uh what what was the guy that's named that sang that i mean billy ray cyrus billy ray yeah he came down he was a really nice guy and everything like that he didn't say hardly anything but yeah that that song i mean that to me that was like uh the the 60s with the the uh but, but I can't remember what they called those songs of not the peppermint stuff, but uh, I'll think of it here in a minute. Bubble but gum? It, yeah. It, what? Bubblegum? Yeah. Bubblegum music. Yeah. Yeah. The bubblegum. Yummy, song. yummy, yummy. I've got love in my tummy. And, and I feel <laughs> like loving <laughs> you. <laughs> you knew it. <laughs> oh, oh boy. God, that's hilarious. I don't know any band that I was ever in that ever covered that. <laughs> you had to be, yeah, you never had to play that song. <laughs> you and me never are the only to. people right. that remember it. Yeah, you two are. <laughs> well, we'll see. And and you bring up a good point. Like when I when I mentioned achy breaky heart, you say, "Oh yeah, I remember that," because it was only popular in a small window of time. It's mm-hmm. like Gar- well, okay. being, being, yeah, good. Right, being here in Nashville, I mean, everybody was always talking about what the next thing that was coming up and, and what was going up, you know. So, and, and he came down to the stockyard to, I guess, to promote some of that. He was probably there for like an Easter, Easter children's thing or something like that. But 
like I said, he didn't say much. He didn't talk much when he got on the microphone. Well, he probably wasn't ready for the success that he had. I, and I don't know a lot about him. So like (laughs) for all I know, he had been around for 10 years. I mean, if you look at him now, like he still looks pretty youthful. So that, that he was probably in his twenties when that came out. So he's probably a relatively new artist. And and I, I know a similar thing happened with, you know, Rick Astley. Oh yeah, he came down stockyard too. I, oh, that's yeah, good. you played with him, right, John? I think it's on. Uh... Well, yeah, he came in and sat in with us, and uh, I happened to do one of his songs, and uh, and, and and he he did it. <laughs> was it never going to give you up? <laughs> it was the first one that he had. I, was that, that it? That is the first one. That was the big one, but yeah, okay. he, yeah, but, that's... but yeah, he was not ready for the success that he had. But he okay. he really reinvented himself in in more recent years, I do recommend everyone check out his YouTube channel. Like he, he oh, does, okay. he does really interesting stuff now. Like it's not like weird experimental. It's, it's what you think like a, an adult contemporary artist in his fifties would be doing, but it's, and I do like that song. Never going to give you up, but it does <laughs> feel like it feels very mature, but he's right. still a really good singer and he's, he's a good musician. I, uh-huh. I I endorse Rick Astley. Rick Astley. There <laughs> you go. Rick, yeah. Rick rolled. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Everyone get Rick rolled. <laughs> so John, I gotta ask you, I'm seeing here that you did some work with uh Alabama. <laughs> the whole yeah. state? Is that yeah, the uh, the state though um uh, I'm in a hurry to get things done. Oh I rush and rush until that's no fun. That one. That band. Oh, I wish I had played on that. No, I didn't play on no, that. Okay, you did play on that. <laughs> is that another internet rumor? Yeah. Is it, oh, yeah. Or is it That's another, right. or a different guy named John Heinrich played on it? No, no, I'm that saying might here, be. <laughs> in 1999, John recorded saxophone at the famous uh, Fame Studios in Music, or Muscles, Muscle Shoals, Alabama, with Wayne Jackson, the trumpet leader, uh, trumpet slash leader of the Memphis Horns, on a session for the famous country group Alabama with producer Rick Hall. This studio is where all the Stax Records songs such as Knock on Wood, Dock of the Bay, and Soul Man were recorded and produced. Yeah, no, no, that, okay. that's, that's yeah. true. Wayne didn't tell me what we were going down to, to do <laughs> down there. And I didn't <laughs> know anything nice about the band. He blindfolded yeah, you, I mean, handcuffed <laughs> you through in a van? <laughs> yeah. Man, but, but after after we after we did everything... And we were driving back. Then he told me what happened down, all the stuff that happened down there. I thought, damn, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Aretha Franklin, all those people down there and, and uh, Otis Redding. I mean, damn, unreal. <laughs> how so many you were working with all of them? Yeah. How many people <laughs> well, would, we do were, you think you've worked with? They, like, they as far as like big names. Through, uh, we did overdubs on that, on, on that particular track. That's what that was. But mm. they were there at the studio, but I didn't see them oh. while they were there because they weren't in, in the control uh. room. You know, they weren't recording. They'd already done their part, and we were just adding stuff on. Okay. Uh, uh, how, many, how many people would you say um, you worked with? I, I mean, I know we're going to get into, I mean, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say you've worked with uh i've seen pictures of this is not just you've worked with like i've seen pictures of you playing so with barry gibb 
um, of the BG, yeah. Percy Sledge, Wayne Jackson, Jimmy Dean. I uh, see the picture of Ivana Trump and you, um, Jimmy C. Newman, uh, yep. Kicks Brooks. Now, also, yep. I mean, and to clarify, Jimmy Dean, the sausage guy, not the rebel without a cause. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, not James Dean. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> yeah, so John's got the connections. <laughs> yep. I, you know, I'm down to Stockyard when I was playing down there again, everybody and their brother came through there. Everybody. And uh, what's the, well, who's the uh, guy for Led Zeppelin, the lead singer? Robert Plant. Robert Plant. He, when he came guitar down player. There, you heard yep. me almost mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> when he came into the Stockyard, we asked him what, what he wanted to hear. Because we did rock too and stuff like that. We did a lot of different genres. But he said, I want to hear country music. <laughs> I said, okay. And we tried to get him up, but he wouldn't get up. He wouldn't He wouldn't get up and, and uh, sting with us. But I met a lot of different people down there. A lot of people. Robert Plant was not imagine. much of a singer outside of the studio. If you've ever seen those live performances of him. But a lot right. of Led Zeppelin, <laughs> you can hear the country influence in their early stuff. Oh yeah, yep. Like I was playing bass when when they when they came out. Yeah, and and it is weird that there was an era where the biggest bands in the world were Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath, that's right. <laughs> like that. Smoke that, on the water. No, that's Deep Purple. Different colors. Oh, okay. Well, that that was another that, that was another big band at the time. Like that, that's, mm -hmm. that's where we went. Like we, we had multiple like musical acts. I, I don't know how else to put it, but right. at this time it was like, cause, uh, cause Led Zeppelin wasn't just like, you know, big guitar, big drums, you know, big stage performance. Like, you know, John Paul Jones was still playing piano. Like he did all right. the, he did all the string arrangements at, like they, these, these were bands that had an emphasis on music and it's kind of interesting with, with black Sabbath because everyone forgets that. I mean, yeah, the purists know, but that sound was created because the guy didn't have any fingertips. <laughs> right. So right. Like, he created that sound just because that was the only way he could actually play guitar. <laughs> so he just like had that. to, he had to tune his guitar down. Out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he didn't mean to do that. That was it. You know, how bad do you want it? <laughs> Happy accident. Oh God. Uh, so, uh, John, you said something funny on that podcast with Ronnie Millsap. I think it's a uh, music with Ronnie or Ronnie and music. Um, that the steel guitar you play is so heavy that if it were to fall on you, you, you would die stealing. <laughs> I've got one right, right next to me here. Uh, uh, Fender 1000 was built in 63 that I could put that thing outside the, the door to here, leave it for a, for a year, come back and it'd be the same place. Nobody's going to run off with that. It's that heavy. <laughs> How much does uh, it weigh? <laughs> it's probably close to a hundred pounds or over. Oh, holy moly. Is that, that's well, a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of metal in it. There's a lot of metal. Then, then I've got a single neck that's 60 pounds, and that's about the lightest you can get. You can get them lighter than that, but you don't want them much lighter than that. And I thought Les Pauls were heavy. <laughs> right. <laughs> have you ever played? Have you ever played an EB2 uh, bass Gibson? No. 
I haven't. Those I, are really happy too. <laughs> I have only played two bases in my life. I have played a Rickenbacker and a BC Rich. It's a, a widow. Those are the only bases oh. I've played. Okay. Well, I always played. I always had a Hofner. How's that feel? Uh, it's real. It's really, 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 really light. It's about oh. as light as you can get. To tell you the truth, the, the widow is actually pretty nice. I like it. Uh, initially, uh-huh. when I was when I was younger, I, I thought it looked really stupid. But as I got older, I'm like, no, this looks cool. I like the widow. The widow was would, des- designed by Blackie Lawless, of course. Oh, okay. Fun fact. I would have liked to have had a Rickenbacker. Yeah, some I, I bought one off of Craigslist. Some guy was like cleaning out his closet, and one of his kids left it, and just like, yeah, 1982 Rickenbacker for sale. Like, sold. Oh, wow. That's, that, uh, as soon as you said Rickenbacker, I have to think where that black Rickenbacker that uh, that that Lennon used to play. And, and somebody said, uh, well, Yoko Ono has it in some closet now or oh, something. You know? well, that's it's a not shame. even in the case. <laughs> <laughs> She's like going to melt it down for some abstract art experiment. Oh, yeah. oh God. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> did you ever work uh, yeah. with michael bolton um no there was right. a fellow that came in that mimed him really well but besides that no i wish i had though did you know he played baseball oh he was a baseball player no yeah. i didn't know that yeah <laughs> i didn't know that either yeah there you go fun fact that was huh. the dj dj tries to get yeah. as many <laughs> sports references in as possible Hey, it's it's what I know, sort of. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last what was the last record you bought, John? And I don't mean specifically like on vinyl, but like new music. What was the last thing like I'm gonna buy this album? You remember that? Uh it wasn't I had the album, but it was a David Sanborn album, uh Hideaway. What year was that released? That was probably that came out probably sometime in the late seventies, early eighties. Now, did you buy that recently, or was that just like you never picked it up when it was new, or you just haven't bought an album in fifty years? I had the I had the uh, album when I was over in Europe, and I wasn't able to bring that back, but with me when I came back to the states. But I went and I bought the uh, I bought the CD of that album. Okay, what was the most recent album you bought then? Like just the year it came out. Oh, the year it came out. Yeah, like, I mean, if the most recent, like the last time you bought something new was you know nineteen eighty four, you know that that'll be it. But well, wait a minute, let me grab it for you. Okay, all right, <laughs> okay. I got it out of a uh, antique store, which is right next to me here. That's it. Right can't see it it's, put a little she, closer see a little woman weird. Uh, how does that work you're disappear. i don't know <laughs> I, I don't understand technology yeah that's why my album sounds so okay terrible. i can see it okay okay that that it's doesn't look very new <laughs> <laughs> no it's an old record it's, it's a i got it out of a vintage uh thing here well well my my question is like specifically like the most recent release that you've bought not like the last time you went and bought something like, I mean, if something came out in like 2010, like, is there any new music that, yeah, uh, that's what I'm getting you had at. to just go, go buy 
Or is everything just sent to you? <laughs> it's pretty much sent to me, tell you okay. the truth. Yeah, that's okay. what I kind of figured. In well, fact, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with all my all these CDs. I have no idea what I'm going to do with them all. <laughs> the, the, the we take question donations. of our generation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, a lot you, of indie stuff. What do, What do you do when you listen to to new music? Like, do you still listen to like new releases? If, if Somewhat. I mean, I I would listen to more smooth jazz, and every once in a while, I'll listen to what's going on in the country country genre uh i'm i'm really into uh classical music right now because mm. uh, i play oboe i picked up oboe and uh english horn so i'm listening a lot to that right now but uh you, just you know do, i just wrote a i've been writing like, stuff well do you like spotify or do you listen to it on youtube or do you have like satellite radio or something like where where do you Probably where do you YouTube go to listen Probably YouTube more unless somebody points me to uh, Spotify or another another social media. It's, it's weird how much the music world has changed. And uh, I, oh. I I do have my own theories on on certain things, but it just the the world it, it's not what it was in the eighties. Like that was no, probably right. the peak mm-hmm. of actual music. Yeah, because I, yeah. I, I I have in front of me uh, a list of, of all of the the top one hundred Billboard hits from the eighties, and uh, obviously I I'm not going to read a hundred of them. A, a, no, a thousand <laughs> because there's ten years in the eighties. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but just just going through it, just just nineteen eighty alone, I, I, the, the songs don't matter because the, the songs. I'm just just going through the artists. Uh, Captain and Tennille, Blondie, Diana Ross, Pink Floyd, Billy Joel, Queen, Michael Jackson, Paul McCartney, Elton John, Olivia Newton-John, Air Supply, <laughs> Christopher yep. Cross, Smokey Robinson, Rupert Holmes, The Spinners, Bette Midler, Lips Inc., Rolling Stones, Ambrosia, Barbara Streisand, Kenny Rogers, Dr. Hook, Robbie Dupree, Terry Desario, Casey, The Manhattans, Dan Fogelberg, SOS Band, Eddie Rabbit, George Benson, Pointer Sisters, Stevie Wonder, Cool in the Gang, Gary Newman, Andy Gibb, Billy Preston, and Sarita. So that's the Damn. top, that's in the top 40 of just 1980 alone. It's this great this that level of variety does mm-hmm. not exist anymore mm-hmm. in pop music. It right. does not. Like and and the reason that I I brought up Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath is those were the biggest bands at the time, and right below them and these and it's just because those bands were coming up was Van Halen, Kiss, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden. It, it's. It was it was a time when rock and roll was a thing. Now, rock and roll has has been around since Bill Haley and the Comet. Like it's oh yeah, it's yeah. it is it is a, a popular genre, but it it is gone. And I do see a similar thing happening to country. Mm-hmm. Right. Like no no longer are are we having you know the outlaw country of the seventies 
like that that real raw American country sound. John, do you know the band The Blasters? No, I don't think I've heard them yet. I highly recommend them. It's um, okay. Yeah, so it, it, it Blasters. was Blasters. Yes. They they describe their music they, the uh the Allen brothers, Dave and Phil Allen. Very uh-huh. very tight musicians. Uh yeah, the singer is the guitar player also. I think he was a math professor or he was just a math teacher and then he stopped doing that to do music. And and the music it a lot of it does have kind of that that rockabilly sound. But it does have a lot of that country influence. It, it really, and, and the band was from the 80s, but it, right. re, it really feels like kind of like a, an update of like 50s and 60s. Like, like you take like rock, rock, doo-wop, country and blues, and you cram it together. And then that's right. And it, and it just creates this really perfect American sound. And they're from Southern California. <laughs> like specifically they're, they're from the, like the Southern LA area. And it has a, a really like almost Texas sound. Like they ah. really, like, yeah, I, I, I highly recommend it, but that level, that yeah, that, that level of, of like pure Americana, it, it is disappearing from country. And right it, now, yeah, the bar is very low. So, so John, I don't know if you caught it. I think it was the, wasn't it like the Country Music Awards that just went on? But what I'm going to get at is uh, Jelly Roll is now. I, what, I, what okay, <laughs> I know Jelly Roll <laughs> because he's associated with Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> yeah like uh, was it three six mafia and uh i saw that he did a a song with tech nine but now he's who's also basically just a juggalo a, a juggalo yeah but he's a hard-working guy but yeah this this jelly roll i had no and didn't i i heard about him from listening I, to the radio and hearing his speech afterwards getting the award it was great like, oh brother it doesn't matter what happened in the past it's all about what's in front of you brother I'm like oh, okay yeah that's that's cool motivational i've known who at- that guy is for 11 years like when you are associated with insane clown posse <laughs> oh, it's no. it, it's for a reason like mm. insane clown posse <laughs> is the kensington <laughs> avenue of musicians like <laughs> Like Gosh. he was not a country artist. He, he pretty much was like a rapper. I, I, okay. Yeah. This, this was a term that I heard a while ago. They called it hip hop. <laughs> it was like country rappers. And, and he right. wasn't even that, like he was just like a, just a total degenerate scumbag <laughs> yeah. and his personal life reflects that. And then all yeah. of a sudden he, uh. he's like, he's kind of just like the new uncle cracker. <laughs> you know you know who he you know who he is he looks like if um looks like a lizzo fat like, guy with like, terrible like, tattoos like if, like if lizzo and post malone had a kid like oh that's yeah what, sure <laughs> yes yes <laughs> like uh there i couldn't imagine so yeah like listening to the radio i was like oh this is this guy sounds like he's great and then i looked him <laughs> up like, <"Uh-oh." laughs> yeah no really so you gotta do a little due diligence <laughs> so i didn't know if you had been aware of him john but I was like, that, that's not country. Like, I don't know. 
No, it's I, not. I heard his name. I mean, I knew who he was, but I okay. never really heard any music till I till I saw the CMA awards. Yeah, I, so I, you I, did I, listen to some songs. I, not yet. I, okay, not yet. I I didn't listen to anything that he had out. Right. Yeah, and he's been around forever too. Like this, uh-huh. he's, he's I mean he's now popular and I don't and, uh, <laughs> check our <laughs> our deep dive on World Kenny. I do yeah. not think his popularity is, is grassroots. I I think he's pushed just because his personal life is is just such a train wreck. And, and right. th- these are the the role models that they want people to have. And and country music even in the 90s when it was like pretty cheesy they were still like pretty wholesome people, like Tim McGraw, Garth Brooks, uh, Clint Black. Right. That like these people, they're still like you know normal blue collar people. Like even I want to say Tim McGraw may have been from California. I can't remember, but like one of them had a fake accent. I, I can't remember, but but still like you know Al, Alan Jackson and all all these all these people from that era. They were just regular people, but now every rock star has to be a scumbag. Right, like any, any attention, yeah. right? Yeah, well, it's not just that. It, it's just they they want the fan base to reflect those people, and they don't want the right. fan base to be like normal people. They want them to be degenerates too. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh boy! I mean, we don't. Uh, uh, when was the last time gospel music had been on the top forty? Wow! I mean, I know there's a lot of that. They have their own, but yeah, but, but But as far as like billboard top 100 specifically, right? Uh, Cause I want to say early on U two was a Christian band and and that may have been a a rumor. I'm not sure if that was, I think that was true. Like they were like objectively a Christian band. The last, the last popular Christian band was, it probably was Creed. For their, their album, the, my own prison. Did you say Nickelback? No, I said they're coming back. They're, well, you know, they, they, they can stay away. I have seen Nickelback. <laughs> That's too bad. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> it's unfortunate. The tough show. Yeah. No, but, so I, 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 oh, go ahead, AC. Well, I just, there's just, there's just nothing, nothing positive is left. Like everything mm-hmm. that is positive, it's people that are over 60. I mean, Garth Brooks might not be 60, but like, you know, he's, he's probably mid to late fifties. Yeah. I'm so, thinking so too. So just all, all these just regular acts, they're, they're all just getting phased out. And whenever I see bands that, that are still popular, they're all these, these legacy acts. Like new, right. there are no new rock stars in all the new up and coming country. The, it's indistinguishable from top 40 rap right like and and it's still it's all mixed the same like i was i was just listening to like a a modern country radio station recently and the drums were all drum machine the the vocals had auto-tune and and they weren't using auto-tune the way you're supposed to to actually correct imperfections but they were using it like how Cher did on believe which is how every rapper does it yeah just everything (laughs) just sounds so synthesized now it, mm. it's it's right. and, th- and that's the problem with all modern pop music is it feels like it was engineered in a lab and, right. and country is go- <laughs> yeah, well that, yes that's true as as proof of 30 producers on one song oh. 
but that's a country is going that way too. Cause it was like the last bastion of wholesome music that was still like, that still had a, like a, some energy. Right. Like, yeah. like, like even like if, if you don't like country and someone took you to a Garth Brooks concert, you would have a good time. Cause, cause he would oh, yeah. put on a good show and there, right. there was still a lot of that, that energy in that because i know a lot of people that really hate country but it's because there is a a a stigma attached to the the very lame country that it started in the 90s and now those fruits are blossoming now and then that's where we're stuck with jelly roll (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) oh boy passing the buck back to you dj all right, so I'm sitting here, John, that you worked, uh, speaking of gospel music, you worked on uh, steel guitar, dobro, sax, and flute on a three-CD project for Tommy Overstreet entitled Country Gospel Favorites, and the project was nominated for a Grammy. Is that? Yeah. Can you tell me more I, about that? I was told. Uh-huh. Okay. And so, by the way, <laughs> let me let me throw in there that the guy that produced that, his name was Gene Breeden. He had a... Uh, he had a country hit back in 1972 the, it was with Red, uh, Red Savine, no, Red Stiegel, and it was called Red Simpson, I'm sorry, Red Simpson, and the song was called Hello, I'm a Truck. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And, and he, he's the one that put that particular project together you're talking about. Yeah. And as far as I know, I mean, that was it was nominated, yeah. Do you get something special for that? or? or no we or didn't get it people. okay interesting it, and man like you've uh what can you tell me about dj fontana and that that project that is if you don't know it's uh elvis's uh drummer or one of his drummers i mean that's that's quite the it, connection man because <laughs> he's elvis, the first one of the first yeah he was the first uh drummer as far as i know oh wow okay uh, and i played on two uh two of his projects so and i i I've got them around here somewhere, but I don't even remember when I played on them. I, it was <laughs> either steel or sa- probably saxophone. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's amazing. Yeah, no, it, and it seems like what I love about you too is that you've just found ways to make yourself more valuable and just playing all these instruments. You play multiple genres. Like I, I love that you're not just putting yourself in a box. You're like, oh, I don't even know when I played with Elvis's drummer. Like, <laughs> like that's. <laughs> amazing uh and we did this deep dive with laurel uh and La- on laurel canyon those musicians right. and um what we found out was that those musicians used a lot of elvis's band because he would hire the best musicians in the world and right. but i'm kind of thinking that ronnie Millsap does the same thing so i'm here to say that john heinrich is one of the greatest musicians in the world am i wrong for saying that well ronnie he always used to call the band that 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 he ended up with when I was in it, he's this, his secret weapon. <laughs> That's what he called it. <laughs> and Ronnie has a little bit of a connection with Elvis as well. Cause I want to let people know about this, the, your boss. <laughs> this, oh yeah. Guy, you Ron- know? Yeah. Ronnie played on, uh, uh, uh shoot. The, he played, he suspicious sang on minds, right? Or, right. Suspicious minds. Uh, he played uh he played in Kentucky yeah okay and he and he sang background i know on uh in the ghetto (laughs) which uh which i know from our favorite show south park (laughs) Park. 
<laughs> but yeah, Ronnie, you know, he was in Memphis there and he was, uh, he worked for uh, Elvis a lot when he did parties and stuff like that. Like in the jungle room, they were talking about stuff like that. Uh, and then his, and then his wife said, uh, Hey, Ronnie, it's time to go to uh, Nashville. And that's when they came to Nashville. And I saw Ronnie in 1974 hmm. because there were, there was a hotel here called the King of the road. And there, at the bottom, they had a steel guitar uh, thing going on with PV amplifiers. It was a big steel guitar get together. And I was in part of that. And everybody said, you need to go upstairs uh, on top of that hotel. They had a bar uh, uh, and it was called the roof. And they said, go upstairs there and listen to this guy. He's going to make it. So I went up and I listened to him and came back down and said, yeah, sounded pretty good to me. <laughs> it was Ronnie Millsap. <laughs> <laughs> 1974 <laughs> and then fast forward almost 40 years later you're you're playing in his band well number or, one or, <laughs> i, I was I skipped uh, a little <laughs> in 1992 i tried out for his band but i tried out just as a saxophone player and and uh he only had three songs for saxophone so i i realized before i even went to the audition that uh i wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna happen but i just it's good to go out and do stuff like that. Sure. But uh, when it really happened, uh, it kind of happened kind of a weird way because I was playing in a studio with the band at one time on a project, but nobody told me they were Ronnie Millsap's band. <laughs> so they knew like, who I was. You, you keep getting blindfolded, man. And they take well, you out. Well, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> They called me up, you know, the, the band leader called me up. I was playing in a horn section at B.B. King's here in Nashville with a black band, and I was just loving it. And uh, I got call, a call from Ronnie Millsap's uh, band leader, Jamie Brantley, and he said, do you want to join? I said, well, let's, let's, let's check it out. So he said, okay, we'll meet over at my house, we'll, and you'll talk to Ronnie, and that's how it happened. Wow. That's, so you brought up <laughs> you brought the band. um I'm seeing here too with uh, Percy Sledge. You know, uh, he does. You know, when a man loves a woman. When a man <laughs> loves a woman. That's why I brought up Michael Bolton earlier. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, did you get to play that song, or or how? Oh, how yeah, that? no, he had to do that song, or they would have they would have killed us. <laughs> oh, okay, so you got to play live with him. Yeah, uh, hmm. I played pretty much. I think it was the last two. Uh, concerts he did that i that i know of wow and i was the horn section leader and i put the horn section together and wrote the charts and of course they gave me the, they gave me all the uh, info that i needed they gave me all the mp3s on what he'd already done but he did a lot of stuff during that concert that i had never heard of course i mean when a man loves a woman i've heard that and a couple of other things but to talk about a nice guy and he sang his He's saying is, uh, you know what, off. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I told the other guys in the horn section, I said, I'd like to play saxophone the way that he sings. Mm. Wow. <laughs> if it, I, if I did a cover oh. of uh, You Belong to the City by Glenn Frey, will you play saxophone on it? You better believe I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> I'll get to That's work amazing. on arranging that. Yeah, you're going to. Just for work. the meme. 
Oh my gosh. And, and John, you said that um the piano is um is is the ultimate writing machine. I, I think you're spot on with that. Oh uh, yeah, look at all the composers from Beethoven and all in that time period. No, they, no doubt. You know? Who was I mean, who was the keyboardist for Depeche Mode? Not Alan Wilder, the other one. Not Martin Gore. Oh, no, yeah, Martin Gore. Yeah, or Martin yeah, Gore I, I, or or Andy Clark. It just great it carried stuff. on. Yeah, it carried on to the eighties, the, the height of the keyboard craze. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, <laughs> right. So okay, so AC likes to bring up Depeche Mode in almost every uh, episode, and I like to bring up sports. And I see John that you were uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You were kind of featured on a Hank Williams Jr. Uh, uh, Monday night football segment or how what, I was on what, that yeah you're on that okay that, but but, it it but the clip happened so quick <laughs> you just had <laughs> I, I saw it in blink of an eye basically okay man how how cool is that I mean that's uh there's a lot of eyes even though it's quick <laughs> that's, right uh, of course I was but, also in a Taylor Swift uh uh oh no <laughs> and uh i know where i was because it it was even faster than that the other clip <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> you have to know what you're looking for yeah did you play nope. on hank williams jr's song canyon arrow from the simpsons no no i sure didn't that's uh, too bad he, let me tell you how i got the job though because you'll like that story um the uh sax the uh steel guitar player and the and the drummer were coming into the stockyard and they said uh the uh saxophone player's getting ready to he's probably going to take off sometime and we just want to see if you're if you'd be interested in doing it so i said well sure just let me know so about a year went by and i, I got a call from uh the uh band leader for uh eddie long i think was a band leader the steel guitar player and he said uh well do you want to join the band? And they were in Biloxi, Mississippi. And I said, well, sure. Why not? You know, and he said, well, get, get tickets to your, to the flight down to uh, Shreveport. That's the next, next place. And uh, you can join the band for, for this tour. And that was the, the Lone Wolf tour in 92. Mm -hmm. So I asked, I said, well, what happened to the other guy? And they said, well, <laughs> We stopped by his, his house in Memphis to pick him up for the tour. And his girlfriend answered the door and said, he's not going. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did, got that well, <laughs> did, did she hurt him? What happened? I I, I, he was found know. dead <laughs> three days later. Yeah. <laughs> She's now serving three life sentences. <laughs> he's going to have too much fun on the road. Apparently was that, was that a good oh, time? That. <laughs> oh, that was, you know, when I, when I, okay, I flew down to Shreveport and I got there to the, to the venue and it was a big arena. And, uh, the, uh, the, uh, back, back of the stage manager said they're out to eat right now. They'll be right back. So about 15 minutes later, the band came back and I just talked with the guys that got me in, in the band. And then the uh, other guy that played uh, baritone saxophone, I asked him, I said, well, is there any charts or what What, what are we going to do? He said, just follow me. So we, we walked out on stage and uh, they said, okay. And then the, the curtain went down and man, I tell you what, I've never heard anything that loud. I couldn't even hear my uh, saxophone. And and in one of the breaks, I, I 
motioned to the monitor monitor guy. I said, I've got a I've got a uh, monitor in my ear and I've got a monitor pointing up at me. Take everything out and put me in it so I can hear <laughs> what I'm playing. It was that loud. Uh, I've never yeah. I've never been in a band that was louder than that. Never, yeah. played, in, never played in Motorhead? or or, you know was the the loudest band in the world according to the guinness book of records i think it was the band manowar oh was it was it them or blue cheer Uh, well maybe maybe at one point it was blue cheer because blue cheer is an older band i only know them because someone asked danzig what got him started doing music in the 70s and and he mentioned Blue Cheer, but Man of War, this may have been like the 80s or the 90s where like their decibel level was Guinness Book of Records. Maybe that's been surpassed at this time. Loud isn't necessarily better. Like obviously right. you want to, you, you know, you want to, <laughs> you want that. Like have you, ever, have you ever been to a NASCAR event, John? I've been, I've been close to him, pretty close to him. To, yeah. I don't think I've ever been. Well, Maybe I have been. Yeah, it's just been a while yeah, back, though. Yeah, just, just like like watching it on TV, it's not as exciting. Like it's just people driving. But when you see it right. up close, like you hear the engine roar, and like you, you, you just feel, feel the flames, <laughs> like from the like the engine. Well, not the actual flames, but the, the exhaust. Like yeah, you you feel it, and it and it feels very impressive, and it's powerful. Right. And so mm-hmm. like uh, you know when you hear a live like loud band, like oh wow, like this is this feels. Like this feels big, but when it's too loud, it's like, okay, I now like my ears hurt and I am not having fun. It's like having spicy food. Like at a certain point, like <laughs> this is just torture. Like it's right. you know, like a little <laughs> spice, but it's so much that like, okay, I'm going to lay out in the rain for three hours. With my mouth open. This is terrible. Well, I've been around jet engines and stuff like that. And, and that's, that's a pretty high decibel thing. But this was a lot louder than that. I mean, I could feel pressure in my ears. Mm. Yeah, that's not comfortable. I don't like that. Me neither. <laughs> yes. Especially when you're trying to play, because that was, I was going to ask you, John, about like, have you ever had something happen? Because earlier, earlier this week, I'd been battling kind of like an ear infection where like I felt <laughs> like my ear was like on the ground, you know, like I just, it just like it affects like your mood, but like to play an instrument that you got to hear. And kind of have a feeling for with with the sax and, and all the other instruments you play. I mean, what do you do? I know it's uh, some people have to deal with much worse instances, I guess, so to speak, for lack of a better term. But I mean, not being able to hear or see what you're doing can kind of uh, make it a little tougher, I would imagine. So I guess you kind of answered with with that Hank Williams Jr. show how loud it was. Not being able to play does it affect? you're playing <laughs> oh yeah definitely and i think the uh the answer to all that has been the in-ears thing mm, okay you know then you can turn yourself up as loud as you want if you, you want to blow your head out you know go ahead but <laughs> I, I could never do that you know <laughs> yeah, My ears was, are now. yeah when i was playing in bands and i was a drummer i would have to actually put like ear um headphone or what do you call earplugs in so it wouldn't destroy my ears and now it's like the opposite making it louder or so you could hear yourself right right unreal it's too loud (laughs) you need to be able to to hear right (laughs) because at a certain point when it's too loud it just sounds like right yeah yeah right anything well we 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 are we are approaching the hour 
And this, this is something like we will tell this story very soon. Uh, we, we, ha- <laughs> we were going to have a guest last week and he, uh, he flipped out and we will to tell the story in, in, yeah, in excruciating <laughs> detail. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> but yeah, but we, we like reading rap lyrics because it, it, it just demonstrates this. This is something that is feeding your soul. Like when you're, when you're listening to music, it does have an effect on you like subconsciously right. as well as consciously. So th- this, I, I didn't know who Ronnie Millsap was, but this is a popular artist spanning how many decades, five, six, a lot. Yeah, I, close to six. But I do know who Trinidad James is. And that's a uh, problem. And yeah, and and if I do, other people do too. So John, you you have some some lyrics in front of you, and yep. you know I, I can I can set you up with uh with a little beat. Uh, just uh, okay. go ahead uh, whenever whenever you're ready. Okay, I'm at it. All right, here we go. Trinidad James, all the gold. No, all gold. Go ahead, go ahead and read it. Read it out loud for the for the for the crowd. Just, just go ahead and start. Yeah, go ahead. This shiza sound like 007 and M64 and shiza. Yeah, 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 James. Gold, all my chain. Gold, all in my ring. Gold, all in my watch. Don't believe me, just watch. And, 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 uh, don't believe me, just watch. Just believe me, just watch. And, 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 man. Don't believe me, just watch. Don't believe me, just watch. Gold in my chain. Gold in my ring. Gold in my watch. Don't believe me. Just watch. (laughs) (laughs) This ain't no uh, FN. If you were real N, then F with me. This one for the hood ends. Hipster bitches at shop at Lennox. Dark skinned, light skinned, <laughs> Asian, and what? <laughs> beats we know all about you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't buy shoes unless they're popular, yellow. For you, how can that blues the bobbin at Magic City? That got strong, my man. Then come match that shiza with me. Smoking pot mid mine in. Then don't pass that in to me. This one of mine uh, ends. Uh, my bitches about money. Cash out. Gotta love Chelsea's bridge. Them bad holes and honors. I don't know them in action. So don't tell me who telling. This one got them colleges. Them bad holes at Spearman. Tell them out them freshmen on Instagram. Flexing. Popping a money. I'm sweating. Woo. 
Popping the money, I'm sweating. Woo! <laughs> Mama always got me, but count your blessings. <laughs> and God, I trust, so I kept counting them. Franklin, I'm too fly. You know this. You give me a, a, a checklist. One gold watch, two gold chains, two gold chains, and nothing. God damn. OG Jordans, them high hearts. No shirt on, I'm stunting. Okay. And this song for them F fans who hate you on you uh, this summer, uh, F uh, Talk shy is behind your back, but you won't say shy is in public. So F them, F them, F them, uh, gold all in my chain, gold all in my ring, gold all in my watch. Don't believe me, just 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 watch. Gold in my chain, gold on my ring, gold in my watch. Don't believe me, just watch. And that and that was all gold everything as covered by John Henry. Good good flow there. Yeah, that was that was good. We might have a new uh some new uh tracks headed your way to play on. There you go. Put that one on your on your next record. Add that to Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely sounded better than the original. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so so here's the weird thing about that. You reading that, it almost seems like a parody, but it is meant to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like right. it, it seems like something someone would write to make fun of the genre. But that's the level right. that that rap is at now, where it, it is it's so stupid, and it it is poison for the soul. Like it's it's not just like candy, it's it's candy, but instead of sugar, it's high fructose corn syrup, and it's it's all chemical dyes and right. rubber, and there's no nutrition, and it, it's just cancer causing chemicals, and that's what rap is. Where like like take something like Crosses I don't know cancer. Yes, like take take some genre that's not classical, you know, classical music. We'll, we'll call it like a like a a, a tomahawk steak. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where where like and and uh country music is like uh like lasagna. Right. So it's it's still a little bit of comfort <laughs> food, but there's you know actual nutrition. Where punk, punk rock is probably close. That's candy. But it's it, right. like it, it's a Hershey's chocolate bar, but it, it's made from you know sugar and cocoa. So it's <laughs> you know it's it doesn't do anything good for you, but it's not necessarily bad for you in moderation. Yeah, rap rap is is like I don't know. Maybe it's I'm being too generous by calling it like it's like drinking motor oil. I guess it's rat poison. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty much what it is. And, and DJ, or, do you do you want to read yeah. some? Ronnie Millsap lyrics, just just to contrast, like this is you know you got a little bit of a <laughs> yeah, I think it's important. So I, I'm going to read some. Uh, it's my favorite Ronnie Millsap song. It's Smoky Mountain Rain. I thumbed my way from L.A. back to Knoxville, 
I found out those bright lights ain't where I belong. From a phone booth in the rain, I called to tell her. I've had a change of dreams. I'm coming home. But tears filled my eyes when I found out she was gone. Smoky mountain rain keeps on falling. Then the piano crash. Uh, keep on calling her name. Smoky mountain rain. I'll keep on searching. I can't go on hurting this way. She's somewhere in the smoky mountain rain. I waved a diesel down outside a cafe. He said that he was going as far as Gatlinburg. I climbed up in the cab, all wet and cold and lonely. I wiped my eyes and told him about her. I've got to find her. Can you make these big wheels burn? Smoky Mountain Rain, that's the chorus again. But, I mean, Ronnie tells a story. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I know what I just heard. I, I don't know what you read us, John. I literally, <laughs> like that... It was total nonsense. <laughs> you know, that Trinidad James song, but there's nothing there. Yeah, there's uh, no right. substance. There's no substance. There's no, no, and not like this is wholesome. I actually get to think a little bit, and it he, he tells a story. That's it. the emotion. Yeah, not uh, going to Magic City to, to pop some okay <laughs> 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 yeah, wait did did ronnie murder this this guy that he he got in his diesel truck i, I don't think so <laughs> right <laughs> oh, well, he only took me to gatlinburg so now he took my gat out <laughs> like, <laughs> that's why they call it gatlinburg, <laughs> gatlinburg. oh gosh yeah no that's unreal that, that, that's the crazy thing because Ronnie should obviously, I mean, he, he's had an amazing career. I mean, he's 80 years old now, but there is something to say that the future, where the music is going, what is popular right now? Um, the fact right. that you kind of have to look, if, if you're not a country fan, you kind of got to look for Ronnie. Um, so, well, let me insert this about Ronnie right where you're okay. at right now with, with all that stuff and all those hits and stuff like that. Uh, somebody asked Ronnie, why didn't why don't you write your own material like the guys do today, like they do in country music today, which they want all the publishing and all the songwriters. Ronnie came back and he said, why should I write a song when I've got all these great songwriters sending me all these songs and, and every one of them are great and I'm having problems. My biggest problem is trying to find is, is trying to weed, weed out what's what's, you know, of all these great songs. Interesting. And he yeah. never wrote one of them. He never wrote the, the period in, in any of them. Wow. <laughs> it was That's not amazing. like that anymore. You know, it's not like that anymore. They're, everybody wants to keep all their songwriters and publishing. I, and Oh, I, I disagree. I think in top 40, because if you look at it, it, it's still the same thing. It's still the same people. I mean, you got right, a few right. people like, like Lady Gaga still writes some of her songs i mean most of her songs she co-writes at least uh taylor right. swift as well but if you look at the rest of the top 40 artists like uh, there there was a meme that was going around like 10 years ago and it was like uh. artists in the 90s versus like beyonce and it was like one songwriter and then like it was all these different words and it was like a song about something that there's some def i think it was no it's bohemian rhapsody compared mm. to like girls by beyonce and it was six songwriters and there was probably like 15 total words in the song. Like it was just like that lack of variety. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I mean, you, 
like you say, like Ron, Ronnie doesn't need to write songs when he has good songwriters writing songs for him. Well, that's not the case with the modern artists because they don't have good songwriters writing for them. They, <laughs> right? They, they, yeah, they have terrible songwriters writing <laughs> oh. for them. Like it but is, I don't it, understand it, that. No, no I, one. Do, I, I no one does. I don't either. I mean, that's kind of the point of this whole show in general. Is we are trying to deconstruct the 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 destruction of music like music has been destroyed as a, as a a cultural landmark of society like it's it's all it's it's worse than mcdonald but it is that level of fast food assembly it's the cheapest right. ingredients cobbled <laughs> together to make something that resembles a burger but when you right. eat it, you get no actual nutrition. Right. And, and then they, and, and because they, there's no nutrition in it, they're able to crank it out again and you're still full. So you take yeah. the next one and you keep doing it. And before you realize, instead of getting like diabetes, heart disease, and various cancers, you're just turned into a, a degenerate. Right. It, it, it's it's spir- <laughs> it's spiritual poison. Yeah. Like instead of just the destruction of your body, it's the destruction of your soul, and mm. and that and that's pretty much what's happened to music. Like I'm I'm sure there's still artists out there that that do work their butt off, and then they're actual like good musicians. But yeah, it, it's few yeah. and far between. Yeah, like when 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 like Nicki Minaj and Iggy Azalea are Grammy <laughs> winners. <laughs> like some, something is seriously wrong. Like it was a huge controversy that Metallica wasn't even nominated the year that Jethro Toll won best hard rock category like that. People didn't even right. know Jethro Toll was still together. And then now they're, they're giving like, like best, like artist artist of the year to someone who, who does like, like butt songs or whatever. Like it, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and these, and these stupid songs, it's written by like, like 37 people and there's 492 producers on an album. Right. Like it, it doesn't take this much effort to like, it's maximum effort to make the, the like bare minimum of what could be called music. Like, um, imagine if it took 20 people to make a Burger King Whopper. That is the level <laughs> of, of insanity that modern music is at. When Lizzo, literally, there were 33 producers on her newest album. Right. I, I, and and I, I produced my album all by myself. Now, as someone who has production experience and mixing and mastering, you know, they'll hear it and they'll say, oh yeah, you definitely did this all by yourself. But, you know, it's, it's a learning experience for me. Right. But right. with what I was able to do with limited resources and limited knowledge, there's no way it takes 33 people to, to do, you don't need, you don't need more than one producer for this right. new stuff because it's all synthesized. It's all digital <laughs> and all, all the lyrics are stupid and like you could probably replicate all the instruments on, like you could just get one, like one keyboard and right. you could just add some effects <laughs> to make it set, like clean it up. Like it, it, you do you, do you use like digital keyboards ever? Uh, I've got one here. I don't use it that often though. Tell you like, the truth. Have you ever played around with it? Like to play with the settings, like for it's like saxophone or like guitar or just, or xylophone and stuff like that. Have you ever played around <laughs> with that? Cause I, I, I have a digital keyboard here and I don't often use it for that, but every now and then I'll just turn it on and I'll just like, 
like play with like the xylophone or whatever sound because it doesn't quite sound like those instruments right but i'm sure if you added some some kind of compressor or something you can make it sound enough. i mean like no one that listens to modern pop cares about musicianship or even production like they don't care so why right. are there 33 producers on a Lizzo <laughs> Unreal. It's unreal. Well, uh, we, we, are, we are at the hour. So uh, what, what song do you have for us? Uh, do I? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, did, can you play that one that I, that I sent you, uh, Leap Into the Storm of Time? Leap Into the Storm of Time. Would this be by you as a solo effort? Yep. Uh-huh. So we did all the instruments. The, I did the I did the bass and I did the uh steel guitar is actually on there. I don't I it's I play it in a different way and I think I did some of the the guitar work, not the lead guitar, but I did uh some of the the crunch work. But awesome. I didn't do the drums and I didn't do uh I I can't remember. Yeah, it's been a while back. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. The point is, Leap into the Storm of Time by John Hendrick. John, uh, how do you say your name? Because apparently it's a big deal if we say anything slightly wrong. Would it it be Heinrich? (laughs) Is that correct? Yep, that's right. Okay, all right. (laughs) Well, that was a close call. (laughs) (laughs) Almost almost embarrassed myself there. (laughs) (laughs) John, you have been a delight. So, well, thanks. It was good talking to you guys. Yeah. So, anytime you ever want to come back, you you are welcome. Well, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, John. So this would be leap into the storm of time, and we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> Above 
Welcome back. That was Leap Into the Storm of Time by John Heinrich. We want to thank our guest for hopping on with us. And he truly was special to uh, to be around with. That that guy, can you can learn a lot. Uh, someone who's very connected and is an, just an absolute professional in, in so many different aspects, not, not just music, but in life. I want to thank you, John, for hopping on. Um, Gosh, that that was a lot of fun. And I love that he he uh, he read the lap the rap lyrics. But uh, AC, what, what's on your mind? Well, before we get into well, what what we got here, I want to talk about one thing that you brought up just in a in a private conversation that we had last week, and you you made a point that was one of the best points i've ever heard and it's it's that it to to contrast with with john we had a guest lined up last week (laughs) and he bailed just as we were about to record Mm -hmm. and it was because he wouldn't do the thing that john did yep and it was all uh, we'll, we'll get into that that story yeah That'll be future content, but you, you brought up that like, we need to hammer this point down because this is what is replacing everybody. Mm -hmm. This is why rock and roll is not a thing. These people think that they can just keep their heads buried in the sand. I'll, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Who cares what? people do and do not say like this this whole attitude this whole like uh like oh who cares what other people think well you should because your whole job 
essentially as an entertainer is to entertain. Now you can be the best, whatever you are, whether it's steel guitar or drums or I don't know, pick a triangle cowbell, whatever it is, you could be the best ever. And if you don't have an audience to see that, then it's wasted. So this, this whole thing, the, the reason that we, we talk about all these non-metal things, despite being called the metal podcast is because this is the reason that metal is not in the mainstream. It's all because this has replaced popular music. This, the, and it's not popular because it's popular. People like it. Therefore it, that's by definition, popular music. No, this is put in front of people. That's why it's popular. That's why like, look, look up songs like, um, that song, gimme, gimme, gimme by ABBA. <laughs> that song is, is used on so many TikTok videos. So it's extremely popular. And it's because people know about it. If people don't know about something, then how can they know if they do or do not like it? Now, if all you're playing is, is terrible rap music, well, people generally like music and there, there is something hypnotic about the, the drum beat. So there, there's something that it does, it does appeal to you on maybe a subconscious level where if it's all you, it's all you hear, well, it's what you're going to like. A long time ago, I just, I said to someone, I said, why do people like bands like Atreyu, As I Lay Dying, Lamb of God, all these, 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 well, in my opinion, just terrible metal. <laughs> and then he's, and then he said, well, they just don't know better. <clears throat> and that's the best way to put it. It's not because like someone doesn't like what they like. Well, maybe some people do have bad things. That, that's absolutely <laughs> just it just in yeah. general like some people like a a, a a steak well done with ketchup on it like that's some, that's terrible what were you gonna say what, what example so, say some people like achy breaky heart <laughs> some people like some people still like achy breaky heart <laughs> but yeah but that song was everywhere and that's why people like yeah. it and it, it's really because they they don't know better they don't know the, that other stuff is out there and if you're going to be out there playing pretend, and if you're going to ignore that stuff, you're going to ignore how this is replacing you, then you're going to be replaced. No mm -hmm. one is going to care about you. Your legacy is, is going to be worthless. So if we don't defang it, then it's, it's going, it's teeth are, are going to be sunk into every unknowing victim. And that's why it needs to be mocked. It needs to be deconstructed. Yes. It needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it is what is going to replace all of you out there. Like we, we went into last week with that, that person that said like, well, the reason that rock and roll is not so popular is because, well, it's too expensive. And <laughs> hip hop, it, well, it's just easier, Mike. No. No. And that's not why, but, Wrong. but that also shows, well, if it's cheap to make, then they can keep churning it out. 
they can keep cranking out rap artists and, and just never stopping because they don't have to choreograph anything. They don't have to teach a bunch of people instruments. You know, you can have the same producers, the, the same people. You can have them just write the, the rap lyrics and, and make these cheesy beats. You can steal stuff from other songs. That's it. That's all. That's all that it takes. Oh, this one doesn't stick. Do the next one. Oh, this guy's dead now because someone killed him. <laughs> get it. Get a new one. It doesn't matter. But the point is, they're never gonna. They're never gonna be a point where they say, "Ah, crap. Uh, I, I'm bored of this rap stuff. What else do we do? Ah, let's let's go check out those rock and roll people that have been around forever that that aren't that popular, but they're still pretty talented. They'll never pick you. They will never." ever pick you and that's why nobody knows who you are and nobody cares who you are no one cares yeah you nope. you you want to pretend that they don't exist it's fine while you ignore this problem this problem is coming to replace you so deal with that how you want yeah that- and i'd like to add because the way we ended the show last week i was talking about you know the problem with believing uh in delusions or or allowing these delusions to run rampant and the the delusion i was referring to wasn't uh <laughs> putting uh sour cream in coffee because <laughs> apparently that's not delusional or but the delusion i was yeah the delusion i was referring to at the end of the show was um was the fact that suge knight has uh not only a podcast from prison but a multi-million dollar production level podcast. Um, and that's, that's, that's normal now, <laughs> right? <laughs> like what world are we living in? Like he literally was convicted of murdering someone. And that's like the only person he's actually been convicted of. I, I could only imagine, you know, and not really uh, yeah. trying to play that game, but like, are we really doing this? There, there are no consequences for this. So we have to mock it. We have to deconstruct it. We have to be strong and be not not suck up to these people who we think are superstars because you know what? They're not AC. They're not superstars. To uh, you know, to no, the they've been of, replaced by yes. Trinidad James and yep. Pop Smoke. And if that's who your replacement is, then you're a loser. Yeah. If you cannot maintain popularity over these jabbering morons, then mm-hmm. they 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 have a a, a very very fragile grasp of the English language yet somehow they're getting 40 million views on YouTube and and you can't even get more than $60 a month (laughs) on your Patreon. You're a a, a loser. Okay. And you can think, well, who are you? I've done this, that, and what doesn't matter because you're going to be forgotten. You've already been forgotten. Mm -hmm. You've already been replaced. You can act like this doesn't matter. Well, while you're acting like this doesn't matter, this is getting bigger and bigger. And then eventually you'll have nothing a month. You'll have nothing. And and all these people that like this stuff, they could be liking your music in a vacuum. They probably would prefer your music, but no, you've, you've chosen to, to ignore all these problems. You've kicked the can down the road and you know what? There's no road left. You're, you, you, you have reached the dead end. So what are you going to do? 
Oh, you're going to keep ignoring the problem? Okay, guess what? The problem is caught up to you, and now, you, oh, you're forgotten. No one knows who you are. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good night. Yeah, that's why I really, really, it was really refreshing to have John Heinrich on the show. Like, that that was awesome. I, I hope he can come back with us, because that was refreshing, man. Uh, it. He he seems to know what's going on, <laughs> and, and and he's made himself so valuable that he he seems like he can get other jobs, right? But not everyone plays fifty seven instruments at right. a professional level. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And, 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 and here's the thing: let's say you're, you're a guitar player and you can shred like you are like a, a master of of the instrument. Do you know how many people can say they are that? It's a lot. There, in fact, there's a Radiohead song called "Anyone Can Play Guitar." It's 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 not hard to find people that can play guitar well. So, someone like John who can play all these other things, well, there's going to be demand for him because mm-hmm. there, there's there's always going to be a demand for multi talented musicians. Where right. the, where the, the differences between John and and someone else that's like maybe someone's <laughs> up and coming well john john's getting on in his years and eventually that guy who can play 57 instruments well he's not going to be able to do it like may you know like he may not be able to to play certain instruments because certain age-related ailments have caught up with him like phil collins he couldn't play drums anymore just because mm-hmm. he had nerve problems just from sitting on the drum stool so you out there, you, you can do one thing and you do it well. Well, someone younger and smarter and nicer than you. And this, and this goes for everyone. This isn't just a specific jab. Like, seriously, like there's just expect someone's going to be better than you. And you just, you just can't be silent and you can't assume that someone's going to call on you. That is so foolish. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah, make, make- in this yeah, world, ahead. in this world, like we we have just seen how talentless the top forty pool is, and you can say, "Well, I'm talented." Well, they don't care that you're talented. In fact, it's probably it's probably worse for you that you're talented. Be, being good at something <laughs> do, doesn't mean that people are going to want you. Yeah, sure, maybe someone will will want you, but. Uh, imagine you have a master's degree in like, I don't know, chemistry, something or physics. Like you can, you'll have no problem getting a job. Like that's pretty impressive, but wait, okay. Now the only job that, that is going to hire you is a Best Buy and, and you're just, uh, you're, and you're working in the stock room. Like, is that a good use of your talent? So like you can be like a master shredder and the only gig you can get is, um, some 19 year olds that want to do, uh, covers of Creedence Clearwater revival. Like that's probably not a good use of your talent, but eventually that's what you're looking at. That's all you can do because there is Mm -hmm. no more big stage for you. (laughs) And again, this isn't, I mean, it's based off of a specific person, but this just, this goes for all of you out there. Do not assume 
that your talent is going to get you something just on your talent alone, because the top 40 are largely talentless. No, how, if they're talentless, <laughs> how are they so popular? Well, because all their vocals are auto-tuned. All of their music is either stolen from other people or, or it's synthesized and it's not written by them. Sure. I will admit that Lady Gaga has talent. Taylor Swift probably has talent, but yeah, that, that's, that's a, well, I mean, as far as she can, as far yeah, as playing her own instruments, writing her own songs, her, her lyrics are embarrassing. Like the, we will never, ever, ever, we're getting back together. Like that is, that is the. I think the, sh- I think the shake it up song. thing makes me just want to just that get tortured at Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, that, that, that one one's... that one's really bad too. But the, but it but it wasn't written by forty seven people. <laughs> like it, it was, I, it, I'm sure that she co wrote all of it, if not wrote all of it. Well, I have, but everyone uh, else. Well, I'm still just to finish this point. Oh uh, yeah, I go for it. Yeah, so like you could be a like a, a working band. You just released your second album. You're starting to maybe pick up a little local steam. They're not going to accept you in the big in the on the big stage. But if they they already have Chris Brown, and <laughs> who who is who is like their number one artist slashed uh uh in mob enforcer. <laughs> like they don't they don't need you and they don't want you. So your talent is not good enough. It's not 1983. You're not going to be putting up flyers on the telephone poles, getting people to come to your show. That's not how it works anymore. You need to address how bad all of this is. You need to mock it. You need to, you need to defang it. You need to address how soulless and toxic it all is. It's unacceptable. Yes, it is unacceptable. And if you enough people can just you know, turn their back on it, you take its power away and then you can create the, the area for which real music, rock and roll country, whatever it is, real music made by people that really care, then it can grow. It can come back. But as long as you keep ignoring it, you're going to keep dwindling and they're going to keep growing because this modern pop is the enemy it is an antagonist it is an attack on your sensibilities it is an attack on decency it is an attack on music humanity that too sure (laughs) so i've got in front of me the billboard charts 100 list um and and there's a few things that pop the, out. From, oh, oh, this is the modern I, one. Oh, this is you right, got the modern the mo- one. Oh, I have okay. the modern one, and number one is Taylor it. Swift, and that yeah. you know that's unimportant. But what I see on the right hand side on this chart is the weeks on the chart. Four hundred eighty-four. So, so I, I think there's fifty-two weeks in a year. So four hundred eighty-four divided by fifty-two is that eight years? So yeah, I think totally we might be a little farther along than we're we're saying because it is going to be hard to undo this did you, did you, <laughs> did you see who number four is <laughs> bad buddy yeah <laughs> you know chris brown's like 53 or 54 he's going down <laughs> yeah 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 oh yeah well you Doja know I, cat number 10 well chris you know, brown my, i mean he spent uh, he spends most of his time you know stalking alleyways and looking for 
Net, well, that's like how you come out with good strangle. content. <laughs> well, that's, Actually, that's he doesn't true. sing about that, though. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't sing about it. But I mean, instead of focusing on his music, he is—he's just turned into like a night strangler. So, eh, you know, that's how it is. Some of these people, that's like good. Morgan Wallen, I know he—he is—he's like a, a more a recent artist. So, he yeah. born in '93. Well, I meant—I meant as far as his popularity. Like I—I I, oh, okay. I first heard I never about heard him, him, like. Yeah, within the last like two, maybe three years. So. Bro it, country. That's one of his genres. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. I, I think I think Zach Bryan is also a country artist. Uh, I know Chris Stapleton is. Luke uh, Combs is as well. Okay. Like a real one? What about Rod Wave? <laughs> I don't, Number uh, 16. <laughs> well, no. Here's... <laughs> Let's uh let's examine number fifteen. That one's pretty interesting. Okay, yeah, it is. It's a the, the Beatles. <laughs> okay, yeah. Now, so I don't know if this is all time. It says it's a re-entry. <clears throat> it, dude, this has to be of all time. You think so? Yeah, I don't think this because because it just says Billboard Artist one hundred. One hundred. It doesn't. So it might just be that. Taylor Swift, yeah, because I have a hard time believing that Taylor Swift has been the the number one for eight four, years. For eight years, yeah. <laughs> so it's probably how many, like total, how many weeks she's been there? Yeah, just so on the, the Billboard 100 list, and that's like last week. What were you? Yeah, okay, number yeah, one. yeah. What was your peak number cause, one? Because yeah. I I could believe that Michael Jackson is still like still popular, but <laughs> a, a lot of this stuff. I just I'm just gonna go down the list until I find an artist that I genuinely like. Like Michael Jackson, I like some of his songs, okay. but, but I don't know enough of his songs to say that I'm a fan. Like if like if if you told me all the Michael Jackson songs you like, that's probably the ones I like too. And it's that's fair. Yeah, like I I I I don't know any songs off of Thriller other than Thriller, unless it's a song I know and I just didn't know is off Thriller. Like I. Uh, I, I don't, a bad, I guess has bad uh, Billy Jean was, was that on thriller? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, going to say that. Okay. I, I, I like the Rolling Stones. Um, but I wouldn't listen to them on my, you know, wherever I, I listen to music. I do listen you know? to paint it black. Um, okay. regularly. I like that song, but yeah, most of the other ones, like I Beast, see like, I like a- beast of burden is good, but. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. <laughs> but I'm still going down. Yeah, you, you uh, Grateful you Dead. 45? Is that the one? Oh, 45? No. Yeah. Okay, I like Fleetwood Mac. I do like Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Mac. All right, yeah, I did see one. Grateful Dead, but 52. Yeah. <laughs> Our Laurel Canyon friends. Yep, good good uh, guys. Good guys. Good guys, yeah, manufacturing. I'm yeah, still going down. Okay, I do like Prince. I think Prince is an extremely oh, yeah. unique artist. I like Prince. Uh, I've never heard of number 63, sexy red <laughs> you haven't oh yeah Have you? actually yeah uh that person they've been trying to make popular and um gosh i actually had some tabs on that person maybe we'll go back to to her but sex is it uh, when you say her so that the way you did that makes me think something uh, no, probably well, not probably no not there, 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 there there is other people commenting that uh they're not sure if she's actually like a woman or something. I don't know. Like, but it's just weird. It, uh, it's just weird. Well, man. It, says, it says she has a son. <laughs> okay. Well, I could debunk that, I guess. Yeah. But, um, but 
I think that she she can go into. I mean, she has. Here's a song called. She was on a remix of something called "Slut Me Out." <laughs> something called "Peaches and Eggplants," which is very obvious what that's about. Um. Yeah. That one of the breakout artists of summer 2023. Yeah, I have no idea who this is. This is probably very to similar to the other person that we'll we'll get it's into. The new Cardi B. Yeah, well, that's the new generation. It's not the new Cardi B. It's just like the genre is Cardi B. All right, here's one I like. 68, Credence Clearwater Revival. I like like Credence. Um, I'm still going. Yeah, I'm actually curious. Duran Duran. (laughs) I like Duran Duran. I wonder if Metallica is is on here. That that is a serious question I have there. Well, of course, Nicki Minaj. Nicki, yeah. Or ACDC, I like ACDC. Oh, there it is. 94. Metallica, Metallica, 97. 97. 97s. Yeah, so Metallica is there. Yeah, so this. Who is number 100? <laughs> Jungkook. That, okay, this is my guess. I, and I, I do I do know a little bit about this genre, the K pop. Oh, okay. Like, um, so that might be a, that might be a K pop artist. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, so, and, and it, it's basically the same phenomenon that like Backstreet Boys in sync and 98 degrees were when they first came out. It, it's like that level of just like flash in the pan. Oh, it's popular now. And, and then it, it's pretty much disappeared. So I would guess that that's just another Korean pop artist. Yeah. Lady okay. Gaga is only 87. Yeah. That was it Nicki Minaj like 88 or something like that? I thought it was like 81 or something. No, 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 eighty nine. Uh, yeah, eighty eight. She is eighty eight. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I had to pick, like, someone says you have to listen to Lady Gaga or Nicki Minaj. It's not even close. So, I'm listening to so, Lady Gaga. So, out of a hundred of these artists, how many could you listen to? There's less not, than five. Not, and, I don't and, think look, there's and, and I will be, and I will be honest. Like, you have to listen to them. I would put Metallica in the list. Like, yeah, there yeah. are Metallica Same. songs I will absolutely listen to, and it's not just like. Well, come on, this person has a good song. Like, you know, th- this song by Kodak Black, it's really good. Like, I mean, <laughs> that, what for, you know, that's absolutely hyperbolic, what I'm saying there. Like, I, uh, like the Adele song that she did for the James Bond movie, I think that song's really good, but I'm not listening to Adele. Oh, the criteria will say, like, more than five songs. At least, at, at least more than one album worth. And it, it's not many. It, and Jeez. yeah, so this is the, the Billboard Top 100. It's got to be of all time. Like the people that have either had the most singles or like the most times at number one or something. I don't know what this criteria is, but the fact that Taylor Swift is number one and, and Taylor Swift <laughs> is, is like, a, she is a really unremarkable artist. Now, what I hear is she's very gracious to her fans and that does go a long way. But her music is, it is really, really unengaging. It, it, it's, it is the bare minimum. Like if, if like, if, if rap is like, like I called it motor oil as far as nutrition and punk rock is, 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 uh, a Hershey's chocolate bar. Like t- Taylor Swift is, is like, like, you know, the food it's it's a restaurant that's like one step above fast food like it's still made with real ingredients but it's it's not good enough to justify its price that's what, like taylor swift is like 
the hole in the wall Mexican restaurant. Like it's still, it's still kind of good. Like there's some nutrition, but not much. And it's cheap for a reason. That's, that's, that's the, the best I, I can have for it. it. It really doesn't do anything for you. I, I really don't understand why she is as popular as she is. And it's funny because I was talking to, to some old people and they're like, oh no, it's because she's this really great businesswoman. And someone uh, literally said, yeah. they literally said, just like Rihanna. And I said, yep. oh really? <laughs> what do you know about Rihanna? They didn't know anything. So that leads me to believe that uh, Taylor Swift is probably the same situation where some someone found her, dug her up because Taylor Swift started off as like a country artist, and then she was probably just turned in into something. There's someone else pulling her strings there. Uh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do an episode on on her in in the future. Oh yeah, you got a lot of sexy red stuff. Yeah, uh, they, yes, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, this is yeah. <laughs> The, yeah, well, you know, I keep seeing it. We're we're gonna yeah yeah keep, yeah put that put that in your back pocket. We'll do an okay. episode on this subgenre and and that other okay. thing that I had. We'll we'll lump that in. But I want to go. Yeah, we'll just do a, a we'll we'll it won't be hard to find more people like that. But I want <laughs> I want to go into to more like more stuff like from the the Billboard eighties. I want to go to nineteen eighty eight just because I have one one thing that I'm looking for. All right. So the billboard hundred billboard top 100 1980s. I read, I read the top 40 of 1980 in the first hour, just the artist. So I'll, I'll, I'll do the same thing for 1988. Cause I'm looking for just one specific thing, but this is what we got in excess expose, Tiffany, Rick Astley, guns and roses, Billy ocean, breathe, Steve Winwood, George Michael, Terrence Trent Darby, which by the way, that guy said that uh, he was going to be bigger than the Beatles. And then he, he crashed and burned right after that. <laughs> after that, Gory Estevan in Miami sound machine, George Harrison, cheap trick, Michael Jackson, Def Leppard, Taylor Good Dane, song. Eric Carmen. Oh yeah. Hungry eyes. That's from dirty dancing. Yeah. Robert Palmer, <laughs> Richard Marks, the Bengals, Whitney Houston, Johnny Hates Jazz. That song, by the way, Shattered Dreams, that is an amazing song. Samantha Fox, Debbie Gibson, Aerosmith, uh, Elton John, Patrick Swayze and Wendy Frazier. I don't know if I said hmm. Whitney Houston already. Uh, Phil Collins. And, and by the way, I genuinely think Phil Collins is cool. Like, I think Phil Collins is a cool guy. Like, I think he is a, like a genuine rock star. Not just like the rock star persona was kind of defined by like Ozzy Osbourne and Motley Crue mm-hmm. as just being a, a like a destructive, chaotic, <laughs> like self destructive as well as outwardly destructive, like chaotic, like degenerate. But Phil Collins, I I just think he has a really a professional. Well, not just that, but like he brings energy, and he's he he has a really diverse discography. He's got all sorts of good stuff. Do you know about live aid? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. It was like a concert series benefit, I believe for Africa. They had, I think, well, well they had, they had, kind of, they had yeah. two in the same day. One, mm-hmm. one in England and one, I, it was either New York. It might've been Philadelphia, 
but it was one on the East Coast and one in England, and he did both shows on the same day. <laughs> what the heck? How's that even possible? Well, I mean, five hour, five right hour here. time difference. Yeah, yeah he just yeah. he just did one performance, got on got on a plane, and went straight to the next. That's one. That's cool. I didn't know about that because that, wasn't that the one where like like the big deal was like Queen playing that or something. Yeah, and I think and the, and the, Rolling, the Rolling Stones did a, a duet with um, Tina Turner, and they sang Brown Sugar together, and like the Cars were uh, there. Yeah, that like it was like a a genuinely cool concert. It's what what is the the one in what's the one in the desert, the big one, the big Coachella. Concert. Coachella. Yeah, it's like what that wishes it was. Because because <laughs> the thing and that's is just a mess. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the thing with Coachella is like it's a it's a blender. It's just anything <laughs> that they can get that has any kind of name recognition. It's all it's just all there. But there's no real cohesion to link most of it together because like one year new order was there. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like, that seems like something cool, even though I've, I've heard mostly negative things about their live performances, but Hmm. still it's, it's new order. That that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like new order and then tool and then Nicki Minaj and then Drake. It's like, th- there's no and real Beyonce. <laughs> and then Beyonce yeah. It, it, there's no, well, Beyonce is going to be here. And then 21 <laughs> pilots. It, it's, it's just, it's all over the place where here, like in the eighties, th- these, they all, all these pop artists, while the, the music itself was, it was different. It all had kind of a consistent sound to it. Like, mm-hmm. like it did it, it just didn't feel as all over the place as it does now, where now it's either rap or it's watered down, like soft rock pop, but it's not soft rock in, in like a, a, in a way like, like Ario Speedwagon. It's just so, it, there's no testosterone at all. Like 21 pilots. And, uh, what's the band that does radioactive? Imagine dragons. Oh, imagine dragons. Yeah. Jinx. Yeah, that was, one of, that was one of our overrated bands from the uh, I think episode five. Yeah, t- t- terrible. We have to revisit that. <laughs> yeah, we should, of course. <laughs> yeah, t- terrible bands. Terrible. Just it, there's just there's just there's nothing masculine about it. And, and no, and you could say like, didn't you just say Phil Collins is cool? Phil Collins is is adult contemporary music, and it's way more masculine than Imagine Dragon. <laughs> Or like, the Swifties. <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, that's or, straight up for girls. I'll, I'll give. Yeah. I, I, I'll be a little more. Uh, there's a, as there's far a lot of guys. I, I got asked in in public. Oh, DJ, are you a, a Swifty? And it's like they were serious. It's like that, I well, was. And it, and it's like what you said. Sad. Like, oh, you don't like this this food. So what's wrong with you? It was like literally, what's wrong with you? You don't like Taylor Swift. I'm like, yeah, they're, they're, what's they wrong think with you. They think you're de- <laughs> they think you're defective. But yeah, yeah. like what in, are you talking about? invisible touch or, or, uh, even easy lover. Like, you know, they're like, there's, there's some kick to it. Like there's, there's an edge to it. The like flame the, with cheap trick. Like that's a good song. Yeah. But that's not a <laughs> Phil Collins song. I'm talking specifically oh, okay. Phil Collins. Oh, Phil, Phil Collins seems like nerdy, like, like science teacher rock oh, okay. or like yeah, mom right. music, but substitute I, I, chemistry teacher yeah but i i i think phil collins is cool i like phil collins i like i like his him as the singer for genesis and i like his solo stuff and here's the thing i love peter gabriel as an artist like as a solo artist his stuff in genesis is not cool it, it is not <laughs> holy cow and, and it, it's weird 
Um, there, there's a song, but there's a band called red seven. I don't know how long they existed for, but it was, it was a member of Genesis. Like he, he left to form this band called red seven. And look, look this song up, everybody. It's called heartbeat by heartbeat by red seven. The, the guy sounds to me exactly like Peter Gabriel. And I think Phil Collins sounds like Peter Gabriel. So I guess everybody in Genesis, the criteria is you all have to ex- sound exactly the same. And I bet there's some Peter Gabriel on, on this list. Cause I, I'm going to keep going after Phil Collins, Bobby McFerrin, UB 40, uh, the jets, Chicago information society, the escape club pebbles. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, pet shop boys with dusty Springfield. Belinda Carlisle, <laughs> New Edition, Roger Troutman, Huey Lewis, and the News, White Snake. By the way, the song is is this love. That was, was Huey Louie. Huey Louie's that's a different person. Oh, okay. Uh, Peter Cetera, which is singer for Chicago. <laughs> Kylie Minogue, Natalie Cole, Bruce Hornsby in the Range, Hall of Notes, Keith Sweat, Ice House. Foreigner and Say You Will by Foreigner. Great song. Uh, Beach Boys, Bobby Brown, Tracy Chapman, Al B. Sure. I don't know who that is, but it's Al B. Sure. Here's a, here's okay. a, a decent one. Bon Jovi, <laughs> Van Halen, Brenda Russell featuring Joe Esp- uh, Esposito, Joan Jett, Paul Carrick. There's all, by the way, there's a lot of in excess on here poison david lee roth white lion brenda k star jody watley kenny loggins john cougar Mellencamp, pretty <laughs> poison prince the deal jane widelin share and new kids on the block that's a pretty diverse lineup but there are very few songs in there that i don't want to hear like most, yeah, I, I like most of them though. The, the word, yeah, honestly, did, I'll tell you the, the one that I want to hear the least <laughs> it's number five. It's sweet child of mine by guns and roses. <laughs> Another in our overrated list. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I failed to recognize any rappers on that list, uh, well, or hip hoppers well, there. Well, there's some, there's some precursors to it with Ter- okay. Terrence Trent Darby and, um, but Keith, cause Keith sweat had, he had a hit. He had two hits in the nineties. One was nobody and twisted. Now this was R and B. This is pre rap. Now, if I had to guess if there was a year where there had rap on the list, I'm sure there were, um, there's a few rap songs. Like I need a love by LL cool J. I don't know what year that was. I'm going to see if I can find that. I bet that I bet LL cool J is on here. Uh, LL cool J. Uh, I don't, eh, I couldn't find him. No LL cool. Oh, uh, let's see if I can find NW. Nope. No NWA. Uh, Grandmaster flash. Maybe. Uh, that would make sense. Dusty Springfield. Um, uh, no, no, I, no, not even grandmaster flash. It, it, there was rap that was popular in the eight. I'm not going to sit here and say there was no rap that was popular. Like eighties rap. I, I once heard a, a guy say like, eight, like, Rap in the 80s was like, I don't mean to brag, I don't mean to boast. 
but I like butter on my toe. Like that's what, that, <laughs> that's the level that rap was, was at in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we've talked about that. Uh, it's the, the golden era of rap and hip hop, apparently. Yeah. Uh, how about walk this way? Walk this way. There we go. Run uh, DMC. Yeah, and Aerosmith. Run DMC. Okay. Mm. Uh, is that eighty six, eighty seven, eighty six? Yeah. So I, I knew it would be on there because a lot of that stuff. Because uh, I, I am aware of some rap from the 80s slick rick ghetto boys run dmc grandmaster flash like they're sugar they're, hill they, gang well sugar hill gang's more 70s uh, they probably had some stuff in the 80s too but it it's still it existed i mean i'm mm-hmm. just going through this list and like i like most of these songs like uh, most of these songs i genuinely have on like my playlist but the thing is I know what you're saying because you're not saying like, oh, there's no rap, but it right. went from there, there pretty much being no rap to being only rap. Only. <laughs> and if it's not rap, it's 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 really weak, like ballless, like soft rock. <laughs> it's weird. It's, it's yeah, it's kind of like the fallout of emo, where emo is like boys crying over girls like and that's still more masculine than what we have now it's it's weird it's like it's like they took the the last ounce of testosterone out of emo okay that's your new rock yeah um i actually not to like uh segue or whatever but I, i have a jelly roll lyrics in front of me that is just the just complete weak sauce Complete what year? What what song. what year was the song? Twenty twenty. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna pull up the song that I know by him. But go ahead. Okay, it's called Creature, and it does feature Chris Calico and Tech Nine. But uh, so Jelly Roll starts off. There's a monster under my bed, and at my window, there's a dragon. I accepted the challenge. It turned me into a savage. I broke a promise to myself again. I don't know why I am so vulnerable. They tried to help, but I won't let them in. I guess rock bottoms where I'm comfortable. Both my feet planted when most people would have panicked. I embraced the storm. I found beauty in what was damaged. I'm not afraid of the boogeyman. Instead, I look at him like he's a friend. There's not a monster out there in the world that's scarier than the one that's within. There's a creature in my closet. I can hear him rumbling round. This is the chorus. The demon screaming in the distance creates such a humbling sound. What's a humbling sound? The monster that's outside my window. He's like family to me now. The things that people are afraid of never let me down. And yeah, that that's that's Jelly Roll for you. <laughs> well, this is God. the Jelly Roll song that I know. Oh, okay. Hi, yay. Uh, yeah. Yippee ki yay, yippee ki yo. You can make me high or you can make me low. You got to understand that's the way I roll talking about yippee ki yay. Yippee ki yay, yippee ki yo. You can make me high or you can make me low. You got to understand that's the way I roll talking about yippee ki yay. Came up from the bottom, baby, covered in mud. To the top, I rose honey, nothing but love. From a place that blow bud, sit back, get buzzed. They keep that thing going, guitars and kick drums. It's a party every time that we walk in the spot. Like my da- uh, Jack Daniels straight, not on the rocks. Not going to chase it with water. I like whiskey with a kick. Put me in the game, coach. I'm sick of sitting on the bench. Come on. And the chorus again, which 
yippee ki Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I got nothing out of that. I don't I don't know what you just read me. Like uh, it's not like a Ronnie Millsap song that I could literally tell you what the song's no, about. It, it sounds <laughs> I, I'm gonna guess the song is about just like generic party. Because okay, here's another yeah. uh, the, the second verse. Roll up another one and let <laughs> me help my mind escape. I'm down to shoot a shot of whiskey any time or you place. You gotta change your diet, man. Came Look from the rubber with no rhythm <laughs> and rhyme. I did what I had to do just to try and get by. Represent the middle class and lower class citizens. Cruel world we live in. Hustling, trying to get in. I wake up hungover and be mad at myself. I'd be the first to admit I'm kind of trashy myself. <laughs> when that moonlight goes up and we all show up because we all know what's about to go down, someone roll up and we all smoke up and we'll all blow up the whole damn town. I've been drinking and smoking. I've been smoking and drinking. I wake up in the morning like, what the F was I thinking? I'm a real outsider. Baby, I'm a greaser. Back in high school, I was trying to freak the teacher. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. It's a secret. Don't you like this bumpin' S that's coming out your speaker? Weed make me high, liquor made me low. They wouldn't let us in, so I'm kicking in the door. Man, it's cool. I'm a fool. Let me do what I do. I might bust up out the room tripping on shrooms. Yeah, I'm that kind of dude, <laughs> baby. That's who I am. When it's all said and done, I don't give a damn. So I think it's just about just like having it like, a generic party. I think that's what it, that was what I took from that. And look, I, I'm not going to be some, some kind of prude about this. Like if there is stuff you can listen to that, that, that as far as lyrics that we've read, that's not <laughs> that terrible. It's really not like that could have been a Motley Crue song. That could have been sure. a, a Bon Jovi or a poison song. It would <laughs> It, it a bit like the the same thing, but at least he's not talking about killing people. Well, we don't. Well, that was only two songs. I'm That's sure. True. I'm sure uh, he's got those. I two. know he. I know he has a music video where he's like he killed someone and he's burying their body. Like that was just the one that I. Uh, that was just the the one song that I knew, and that that song is like I don't know five, six, seven, eight years old. Yeah, but the reason why they're pushing this guy is so that you can his, say like Look, his he, personal he, life is wild. yeah, and then you're trying to normalize the um I, the, isn't the, his wife the, the like eating disorder he has? Well, that too isn't his wife like she's like a porn star that has sex with other men or or something or maybe she's not a porn star but she's like having sex with other guys and he's like that's cool I'm happy to do that. What do you call it? It's like a either like Chuck an open Aldry? relationship or <laughs> No, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty well, sure well, that that's well when that's you get that overweight, I think your testosterone levels go down. So a lot of times you can't even you know you yeah you uh, can't perform you can't, you can't perform. perform yeah. So there's really one option. So and Bring I believe in I mean the bowl, hmm. as they say. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, uh, her name is Bunny XO, so I'm sure the uh, B U N N I E. So uh, I'm sure that that's someone that's very reputable and is. Uh, I thought know. I saw that she was a former escort. Could oh be. yeah, Jelly Roll and his former escort wife. Bunny Their complicated XO. first encounter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so that was a woman that he paid to have 
uh, relations with, and then he ended up marrying her. But I thought I saw that he was on some podcast recently where he was talking about she still does that. It's good for business, right? If you want your song. Oh my, did you see a picture of them together? No. I mean, I've seen a picture Uh, of them standing next to each other, but I'm not going to look at any, I mean, the way you say that, I'm assuming that they're both like naked, meaning he's naked. No, it's just a picture of him and her standing together. Is it the one where his mouth is open and he's got like that red jacket on? Yeah. So his wife talked about them being swingers on a podcast. Oh no, that wasn't the picture I saw, but yeah, he, he does look like Post Malone, but like, if like Post, he looks like seven Post Malones just mixed together. <laughs> like there's no real world where this girl would be with this guy. Well, she's a former escort. <laughs> oh, he just, he just paid well, But no, no, no. But it says right one. Okay. So clearly he's, he's been seeing some, some pretty hefty success, which uh, I, again, I don't believe any mainstream music success is, is, uh, grassroots. I, I think it's all, it's all fake. Um, I think they're, they're trying to promote him and not his music, but it, it said that he and his wife are swingers. I would not be surprised if when they say they're swingers that, um, she, she just watches her. She's yeah. She's with other people. And <laughs> yeah. <he's not. laughs> so, who is Jelly Roll's wife, Bunny XO? When she's not supporting her husband at his shows or appearing in his music videos, Bunny has a successful career as a podcaster after launching her show, Dumb Blonde, <laughs> following the success of her YouTube channel. In the podcast description, Bunny refers to herself as quote. The degenerate love child of Dolly Parton and Dr. Ruth, end quote. And has That's interviewed not a variety a good thing. It <laughs> has interviewed a variety of people, including Jeffree Star, Priscilla Block, and Brantley Gilbert. Am I supposed to know who those people are? I know who two of them are. One of them okay. is just like a guy like Brantley Gilbert is a country star. He's just like I think I think he's like a former minister, like he's just like a regular dude. To me, he just, he seems like a hipster that does country music. Nothing, you know, nothing too damning there, but Jeffrey Starr is, uh, that's not a good one. Yeah, that's, yeah, I didn't think so. So this is kind of interesting. Following the season six premiere earlier this year, Jelly Roll paid a touching tribute to Bunny on Instagram, praising her for accomplishments. Season six? I watched, yeah. What I is watched that? her, that uh, is of her. Of her dumb blonde podcast. I watched oh, her okay. build her own platform, her own podcast, and her own team with zero help from me, he wrote in part. As he's posting, promoting her stuff, <laughs> she wanted to do it on her own. She didn't want to be just Jelly Roll's wife. She wanted to build her own empire to empower women. She's empowering women yeah, and sharing yeah, her story. You, you empower, and yeah, you yeah. empower yeah. women by opening your legs and, and being just a, a sexual whole. That's but really you don't get paid for having sex with people. You gotta, you gotta. That's a talent. No, not just any, you know. You gotta. Well, you don't. Oh, hey, yeah, hey, 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 hey. You Jeffers. don't. Uh, no, no, no. See, you're skipping <laughs> steps. You oh, don't. No. You don't need to get paid to do it. You can do it with as many different people as possible. That's what's empowering now to women is just like yeah. you are nothing but a whole for powerful men. Like that's empowering because like, and that, and that's, that's, that's a, a big problem now is, um, 
powerful men are they they do they've always preyed on uh weak women but now oh, yeah. in our society people are weaker than ever and that includes women so not only are women weaker than ever of course men are weak too yes, yes. shut up shut up but women are weaker than ever and there's more weak women than ever so men with power they they seek these women out they they find a way to to to, to get get their their hooks in them for for the lack of uh a better term and this this is something that i see a lot the 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 old um men with with boats men with yachts <laughs> like hey girls yeah. do you want to you want to come on my yacht and yeah so basically they'll go on these men's boats and there will be drugs there will be alcohol and they will have to have sex with these men now some of them may think that's a good thing like oh yeah i'm ha- i'm having sex with this millionaire banker i bet uh, you're not yeah like you're 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 a husband is He's a, he's the manager at Albertsons. Ha <laughs> You're a loser with your three kids and your happy marriage. Meanwhile, I'm on cocaine and uh, benzodiazepines <laughs> just to function on a basic level because there's a hole where my soul used to be. <laughs> and, and, and these, these women will be seduced by the, these, these predators and uh, they, they think it's like, it's like a, a point of, of pride. Like, yeah. This man picked me to be on his boat, <laughs> not you. I, I mean, uh, did you get to have sex with the millionaire? I think not. And so he must think that I'm special because mm-hmm. I value his boat and his money. Therefore, he must see that I'm as valuable as his money and his boat. So I'm high value. That is that is what she is pushing. She's not saying like, <laughs> I, I'm empowering women because I'm a prostitute because she, if she's having, if she was an escort that was seeing jelly roll, let's assume that jelly roll had some, some decent success when, uh, he was paying this woman to have sex with him. So maybe (laughs) she's a, a a high value escort. So she, she, she's probably encouraging women like, oh yeah, just, you know, just find yourself and you got to like all those stupid platitudes that pretty much oh, yeah. encourages women to, to stay single. Do what thou wilt. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and just to encourage them to be single as long as possible. Which and, is a, the, yeah. Well, yeah, don't no no family, no, no purpose. Just, just a pleasure. Like, yeah. like Pinocchio. Enjoy the moment. YOLO. Pinoc- yeah. P- P- Pinocchio. You know, it's, it's, you know, pleasure Island. Pleasure Island. Just, yep. just, just live there. You know, I didn't Much finish, I-, I didn't finish Pinocchio. So I'm sure it all turned <laughs> out right for those kids. Yeah. Like that, that's basically what these people are doing. And that, and that's why I, I, I believe that all of this is fake. Like who would seek out her podcast? Who the heck cares what bunny XO has to say? And, and same thing with, with, season with six? jelly roll. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's no way like it grew. Jelly roll. Yeah, there's we no need way. Jelly roll in country now. <laughs> oh, no, he invaded. It's a virus. You got a jelly roll virus. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> like he's in there. Yep. And, he, and he's it, and he's accepting the country music award. Yeah, he got nominated for three. I think he won three. And he was the biggest is the biggest star of the well, night. He certainly was the biggest star in country. 
You know, who do you think could break a cannonball first, Lizzo or uh, <laughs> Jelly well, Roll? Well, I'm going to be fair. <laughs> okay. Jelly Roll is a male, so he's probably a little more dense than Lizzo. But yeah, but he's weak both, sauce, man. So is I think, Lizzo. I think Lizzo wants it more. <laughs> I, he, well, Who would win in a fight right now? Uh, or, Jelly Roll. Or, or is that a, or is that a tag team match? You Jelly don't Roll would win. Mess with. I, you know, I, I do. I would like to see a fight. I would like to see a fight. <laughs> Jelly Roll and Lizzo versus uh, a dietary program. <laughs> The biggest loser. We'll see them. Why don't the, they have the, the, the biggest big, loser? Big pants, bigger loser, as they say. <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah the only the only fight that Lizzo's going to be having is going to be with heart disease. <laughs> Jelly Roll looks like he might actually just try to kill himself if his heart doesn't attack him first. <laughs> I think they have a a daughter. No, wait, is it Jelly Roll is a Jelly father of one child. But he does not have any biological children with Bunny. Oh, man. Ex-partner Felicia. Yeah, this is wild, man. I didn't think this would, would take this turn. I, I just heard that guy on the radio, and I thought it was like, oh, sounds like a good person. <laughs> oh, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> yeah, why would you think that? Yeah, I was used to doing that thinking thing again. Stop you're, that. you're not good at that. No, no, no. Never have been. No, no, but that's okay. Yeah. Thinking is, is bad for you. Don't it think, takes don't a think special kind of it takes a special kind of woman to raise a kid that isn't her child and still treat the child as if she was. Uh it's a jelly roll said in twenty twenty about uh, this buddy XO. I, I guarantee you everything that he says about his wife is a cope, dude. Uh Oh like, yeah, because here's the thing. Like, and you and you may be out there like, hey, you don't know what their relationship is like. How, how are you? They're in an open relationship. That means that their love life isn't good enough for just the two of them. No, and like nah. literally, literally, you you have an open relationship. Like, you have sex with other people because who you're with does not satisfy you. Anyone that tries to argue with it is lying to themselves they're not just lying to you they're lying to themselves if the sex with your partner was good enough you would not need to introduce more plain and simple that's it this guy is trash he's being promoted because of this they're both trash he has a hooker wife and they have an open relationship now it's invaded country music that's just that's the, just the opening of the gates, okay? All right, the flood is coming to country music. Pretty soon, yeah, I think it's, cut, yeah. country music, it's going to have just as many butt dances as other top 40. Mm-hmm. Watch, it's going to happen. Quick, too. It's it's already there. Yeah, of course, so the, but the I mean, it's going to be it's going to be only that soon. Just just watch. Well, you might have like Nicki Minaj hosting the country music awards like that. She's going to start coming out with stuff. Like yeah, just, she's, yeah it, there's going like, to be that's, that's uh, next. Uh, Morgan Wallen featuring Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Yep. Watch it happen. Or Cardi it's B. Gonna happen. Watch it. Yeah. Put, you, 100%. You heard it here, folks. Trinidad James. Trinidad James and Luke Combs. <laughs> hey, that They're, sounded pretty good. Yeah. 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 You said it. Trinidad James. 
Don't believe me, just watch. I'm pretty sure those lyrics are from other rap songs. Wasn't there like, don't believe me, just watch. That's James Brown. Who does that? Is it? I think so. I thought it was like uh, like Pharrell Williams or so, someone else. Oh, maybe it's uh, what's it's like, there's like um, a new song. What's that guy? Bruno Mars, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's it. I thought it was James maybe, Brown. Maybe that's it. No. Uh, Uptown Funk. Oh yeah. No. Yeah, that's yeah, by like Bruno Mars and Mark Ronson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, to fit in well, the Trinidad James song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that the Trinidad James song might have been first. Could have been. I think it was. I really do. Well, well I gotta... the song is a statement that challenges people not to believe others bragging about what they can do at face value, but challenges them to show it off. What? Well, yeah. <laughs> All gold, so... everything. Two thousand twelve. Okay. Yeah, this other one's 2014. Single so. sold mm-hmm. over a million copies and certified platinum. Just so it's in case anyone was was thinking like, oh, you just found, just found the something. worst <laughs> rap on the internet. <laughs> no, it's popular. Yeah. <laughs> like anyone would take those numbers for a single. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yes. <laughs> like how, yeah. how would your life change if you had a million? Yeah. What do you even say? A million sales. A million it was a million sales. sales. Yeah, yeah. It's not like song? it's not like he got fifty thousand to debase himself, and he got like a small pittance to be a, a joke forever. No, a million sell, sell a million of anything. Like even if you sell <sighs> a million things for a penny each, that's still good money. Oh like, yeah, for a penny. But still, I'm sure that single was probably like a dollar. So he probably got, you know, a couple hundred thousand for it. For but, one uh, song. For one song. <laughs> but uh, DJ, why don't you uh, go ahead and take us home? Yeah, man. We uh, we're so thankful for, uh, for you, John Heinrich. Everything that you do, you know, we appreciate not only having you on, but your career. Um, and everyone, we want you to check John Heinrich out. He's currently with the Millsap Band. That's Ronnie Millsap, absolute country legend. Um, gosh, uh, there's just so much more to say, but you could check John Heinrich out at johnheinrich.com. You can check out his Facebook, uh, Heinrich Maneuver Band. He's also on reverbnation.com slash Heinrich Maneuver. You can go check out John Heinrich on YouTube. Check him out on Instagram, John Steel Sacks. And hey, if you guys want um, any more info, we'd love to help you out, get you connected with uh, John. Uh, would love for you guys to work with him. But, you know, you can connect with us on Discord, message us. We'll give you the invite. It is invite only, so it is kind of a big club. You have to be properly vetted, you know. We don't just accept anybody here, but... Thank you again for tuning into the Metal Podcast. Thank you, John Heinrich. Thank you, everyone. And stay safe out there. <laughs>